I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Hello! You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and break it down track by track. And we do it because we love you. And on the turntable this week is Because I Love You by Lizzo. Ah, oh, I see what you did there, Dan. Mm, quite clever, clever, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well done. Big clap. So Lizzo is with us today. Um, She's and- not with us, we should be quite clear. Oh, imagine... I mean, I would love for her to be with us. Did you see her at the Brit Awards? She is a hoot. Just one of those people that has made her way quite quickly to the top of my dream dinner party list. Uh, who else is up there? M- Miriam Margulies. Uh, Obviously. Jerry Halliwell. Obviously. And you. Obviously. And who's on yours? Dan, I honestly haven't given it any thoughts, but come back to me later. and um, Maybe I'll have some updates for you. There's a few collaborations on this album, so maybe... <laughs> tantalize your taste buds maybe maybe not so Lizzo is Melissa Vivian Jefferson born in 1988 uh, she's an American singer-songwriter so she's been around uh, for a, a fair little while now come back to 2013 her first album was released but I think it's fair to say the last year is when she's gone nuclear in yeah. her popularity and her uh, visibility when did you first become aware of Lizzo? I think I think I must confess, probably around the time of Good as Hell. Yeah, was that around summer last year? Because for me, it was actually Kathy Burke. I am smoking a fag. Tweeted about watching her at Glastonbury, uh, which obviously we were at Glastonbury, but I didn't go and see Lizzo. So I watched the footage on, from the recommendation from Kathy Burke, and it was fantastic. And I wish I would have gone to see her. I hate it when that happens. When you miss the chance to see someone who's just on the verge of being megastar, uh, somewhere where you were. Exactly. But as we've said in the past on this podcast, it's really hard with something like Glastonbury and other music festivals to try and get everywhere and see everyone. Absolutely. And you should just focus on having a great time. And you know what? Lizzo is obviously getting bigger and bigger. So there's no doubt she'll be there in the future and hopefully we'll be there as well. Uh, the album we're going to talk about today is the album she released last year which is Because I Love You. Um, and this was released in April. In fact, it was released on my birthday last year. Was it? On April the 19th last oh. year. So it's coming up on one year this very week. And your birthday coming up this week. Well, this is your birthday episode, Will. And we're doing it because we love you. Oh. Have I tied out that little line yet? Um, you will do, I think, if you do it anymore after this. I won't do it anymore because I love you. That's it. Anyway, let's talk about Lizzo. So there's lots of uh, different collaborations, producers involved uh, in this album. So there's lots, we've got a lot to get through today. And just, you know, I want to be really honest, put the cards on the table here. We, no, I shouldn't say we actually, I am a huge fan of Lizzo since hearing about it last year. I love this album, but I'm not I haven't really delved back into the first two albums yet, which are Lizzo Bangers and Big Girl, Small World. So this is me, and I think it's speak for you as well, Will, coming in as a new Lizzo fan. Um, and, you know, 
it's it's not about what she's done before this. It's all about this album for us, I think. And there's right an now. EP in the middle of all that as well in 2016. EP? What was that called? Extended Play. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> there's a Coconut Oil EP, um, which had Good As Hell was on there first and foremost. Oh, was it? Um, and a track called Coconut Oil. And another track, which may be a collaboration that we weren't aware of, called, called Excuse Me. Oh, <laughs> like Charity Shop Do you think it's... Lizzo featuring Charity Shop Sue, one of I her hope. first appearances. I would like to think so. And it's certainly, if it's not, then there's always room for um, a remix. Uh, she did. There was a remix of Good As Hell featuring Ariana Grande. So I can't see why there can't be a remix of Excuse Me, Lady, with Charity Shop Sue. I'm having a lovely afternoon. It's nice, isn't it? And listeners, don't worry. We have reached out to Charity Shop Sue and invited her onto the podcast. Uh, and the door is open. Yes. Always open. For Our her. doors are always open to Charity Shop Sue. She's uh, she's absolutely hilarious and a martyr. Oh, she's oh, she's so passionate about that shop. Those bloody girls. I know they keep her busy though. They do. They get up to some right japes, don't they? Check her out on YouTube if you haven't already. So, should we get stuck in? Yes, I think it's about time. So uh, we've really rambled on actually before we <laughs> before we've got into the album proper. Probably take most of that out in the edit. It'll just be, hello, <laughs> should we get stuck in? <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes in and out. So, side one, track one. This is title track, Because I, I Love You. For you all my friend Ready baby Will you be my man Wanna put you on a plane Fly you out to wherever I am Kept you on the low I was ashamed Now I'm crazy About to attach your name So the title track there What a bombastic way To set out your stall It's like Big Band Week On The X Factor Oh my god you remember that And then big bands Were just everywhere Weren't they You had Robbie Williams Doing it You had Westlife Doing it Oh awful But We've tangented too much, if that is a word, and it's certainly not this episode. So back to Lizzo, Because I Love You. No, Because I Love You. What a great opener. This was written by uh, Lizzo herself and ex-ambassadors. Dan, do you know who ex-ambassadors are? No. Can you tell me? They're a rock band from New York. Uh, Sam Harris, Casey Harris, probably brothers, and Adam Levin. And they've had um, many, many hits. Any examples or...? No, you can look them up for yourself. Oh, homework this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love that it's, it's a three-minute song. It could have been a Eurovision entry. And actually, I think what we're going to see, the reason I've kind of fallen in love with this album is it is just an absolute perfect amalgamation of pop, R&B, soul, uh, funk. It's so accessible from so many angles. Uh, and this, of course, is just such a dramatic opener. And, and what really comes across, in spite of the incredible production, is Lizzo's vocal. And, you know, you could strip the production away and you could just almost imagine an a cappella version of that with just her vocals would be incredible. Mm. Maybe one day we'll get to hear that. Uh, and this is um, uh, Lizzo's voice was compared by some to Darlene Love. Wow. Old friend of the podcast. Yes, she has been mentioned on our Phil Spector Christmas episode. 
And uh, actually, Lizzo did do a Christmas album, uh, a Christmas single, I should say. So maybe later this year, we'll get to hear it. We're not going to do an And If We're Lucky Now, because that's bad luck. Oh, no, no, I don't. I think even you, as a diehard Christmas fan, wouldn't want to hear something like that out of out of season. No, definitely not. Even if your Christmas season does start mid-October. Uh, and this was the first single to be released from the album. Uh, and it got to number 22 in the States and number 73, according to the official charts company. If they are to be believed, which they are, I think, generally speaking. Are you doubting <gasps> the official charts company? No, I'm not doubting anyone. Because I'll uh, tweet Rob Copsey and let him know. Time to move on. Track two, and this is how you screamed when that little mouse came out of its house. Is that when you had those short shorts on that day? <laughs> like a girl. So that was Like a Girl. Great second track. Dan, there's more language in that track uh, than the cutting room floor at the end of a uh, editing session for track by track. I don't think that's possible because you have got quite the potty mouth. Uh, as does Lizzo. And I'm sure she wouldn't mind you saying that. No, but I really, it feels like a real anthem, that song. Yeah, and she is, of course, I think throughout this album, she is celebrating... Feminism, plus size women, women in general, uh, and this just does feel like an anthem for her and whoever wants to be part of it. Uh, Co-writer and producer on this track is Warren Oak Felder. Dan, do you know anything about him? Uh, I know a couple of things, but I'd like for you to tell me more. Uh, Well, obviously, he's a writer and producer. He's worked with just a who's who of the what's what. So, you know, going back to the likes of Nicki Minaj... Tony Braxton, Alicia Keys, uh, Mary J. Bilge. Uh, Blige. Well. Oh, sorry. Um, Britney Spears uh, and uh, Jesse J. Oh, it was nearly a clean sweep. Money talks. <laughs> um, so a high calibre of artists there. Absolutely. But I love lyrically. Lyrically. I absolutely love Lizzo's style. There's a real sense of... She drops in more pop culture references than we do in an episode. Uh, she talks about being Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Uh, she talks about how Lauren Hill told her everything is everything and talks about Serena Willey showing them that she can win the Wimbledon. That's lost in translation of it because we'd just say win Wimbledon, wouldn't we? It's a place, not a thing. Uh, we forgive her that. Of, uh, we forgive her anything. But I think it's just such a fun song. It's so upbeat. As I said before, it's clearly a bit of a an R&B number, but it's also just a real poppy piece of work. And I really like it. Dan, I think it's time for some juice. Oh, you thirsty? Absolutely. Let's put on track three.
Juice there. What a fun song. I feel like I'm going to say this about this album. It's so fun, but it's also such an incredibly written and produced funky little number. Again, I think it's an anthem for 2019, 2020, and kind of where we are in the world today. Uh, yeah, a complete celebration. Have you noticed, have you seen the, I know now we like to delve into single covers as well as album covers. Have you seen the single cover for this one? I love it. Reminds me of Kelly's. I think it was a Tasty album. Obviously, it's completely 80s themed, the single cover, and also, but also the sound of this, the funk, the guitars. When it first comes in with that guitar, I think of NXS, and then, of course, a little bit of Nile Rodgers as well. Of course. But yeah, it's just such a fantastic, you know, coming in at just over three minutes, it's such a perfectly packaged, funky little number. Uh, and also, this was the, the first lead single proper for the album and actually the first track on the album was more of a buzz track and i was just having a look at who uh produced it ricky reed um and he's done all sorts of stuff for the likes of uh fifth harmony jason derulo pitbull jesse j again also spotted uh union j Really? Yeah, remember them? What happened to them? Did they ever officially split? No, I just think it kind of just uh, petered out. A bit like track by track. Yeah. Absolutely not. Going, going places is a podcast, I tell you. Um, I know there's a huge buzz about it at the moment. Mm. Just like Charity Shop Sue's uh, Second Chances. And the wonderful YouTube series. Uh, but uh, Union J, I remember one of the guys from Union J was on the radio for a bit. Uh, on co-writing duties on this one. You mentioned Ricky Reed, uh, and there is also R City. Is that a fake name? Yes, I think so. And there's also Terran, Terran Uptown AP Thomas of R City, and they have worked with everybody and their mother, from Ariana Grande to Miley Cyrus to Nicki Minaj to Sean Kingston to Rihanna. Union J? Uh, sadly not. Should we move on to track number four? Yes, track number four now. And Dan, this is what you called the ticket inspector, the undercover ticket inspector that day on the, tu- on the tube when you took a shine to him. Oh. You pointed to him as he was running away and shouted, Soulmate! love the chorus of that it's fantastic isn't it again just empowerment um uh, is this a theme that's going to run through the whole album i think feels so. like it and this certainly was of course there's been two albums before this but this is the album that i think had the backing of lizzo's record company and management and this is the one that they wanted to put her into the spotlight and i think given that platform lizzo would just want to use it for good and and celebrating again women plus size women black women and four songs in she certainly has done that and this was produced uh, co-written again by warren oak felder and sean douglas 
We haven't mentioned Sean yet, actually, but he's, again, similar theme, um, done a lot of great work over the years for the likes of Madonna, uh, Nick Jonas, (laughs) uh, Pitbull, Dua Lipa, Demi Lovato, Liam Payne. Not going to be coming on here. Louis Tomlinson, no talent. (laughs) Louis Capaldi, overrated. Sorry, I'm just giving my opinions on people now. Not yes, actually, it's not that kind not of podcast. Factual. No. Well, well, it can be. We're not trolls. Just look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do need a haircut. <laughs> it's bright pink and nearly touching the ceiling. <laughs> what about your hair? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to touch on the lyrics of the chorus quickly. Lizzo sings, I'm my own soulmate. I'm never lonely. I know I'm a queen, but I don't need no crown. Look up in the mirror like, damn, she's the one. It's a love song to herself. And Dan, you like to love yourself in the mirror as well, don't you? <laughs> Remember when I arrived a bit too early for a recording episode one Funny time. Funny enough, so was I at the time. <laughs> right, well, I think it's time to move on. Uh, yes, uh, track number five now, and this is Jerome. Jerome there, which I believe is a tribute to Jerome of Robson and Jerome fame. Jerome Flynn. Yes. Uh, yeah, I read that apparently. Star of uh, Game of Thrones, of course. Uh, soldier, Soldier. Yes. I think that's probably more likely to be what Lizzo has seen him in. And obviously when they were crooning, uh, Unchained Melody as yeah. well. The White Cliffs of Dover. Uh, Up on the Roof. Yeah. My mum did have the album. I think the first album was just called Robson and Jerome. The second was called it takes two, I think, or something really cringy like that. And but I used to play. We didn't have many CDs in the house. So I did used to play them. And funnily enough, my mum was actually up on the roof after she heard that that cover of that song. So this is uh, an ode to Jerome. Take your ass home. Come back when you're grown. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, you and I are musicians. Will we try to make that quite clear? But I believe this is a waltz. I think this is written in uh, tempo. Wa- yes. Yeah. So you might get someone doing this on Strictly later this year. It might be Lizzo herself. No, she's far too famous to be on Strictly. Yeah, you're right. And I think in the States, Dancing with the Stars, they have even less famous people than we have on Strictly in the UK. Okay. This is a great song called Jerome, but there is another song called Jerome that I really love. And I'm going to mention someone I've not mentioned for a while now. Duran Duran. No. Oh. (laughs) Who else? A female singer that I often drop in. Licky Lee. Yes. Really? She has a song called Jerome (laughs) uh, on her second album. I can't remember what it's called now, but fantastic. We will. She is on the list. I just need to edge her up a little bit. Uh, I imagine she's a fan of Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Who isn't? I just think everyone is. Everyone seems to love Lizzo, including us. That's why we literally, we have this long list. Jumped her up the queue. Right at the top. Mm. And there'd be a fair few artists on that long list. They'd be quite aggrieved, actually, if they realised that they're, they're being suppressed at the bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, we've had a few angry emails, actually, haven't we, from another level. Another level. Um, Scooch were furious, actually. Yeah, well, that was... Lisa Scott Lee was in tears again. Yeah, and she sent us something in the post, which was... Uh, I think that was human, actually, this time. In fact, Will, you could say that they were all crybabies. 
Uh, which brings us nicely on to uh, our next one, track six, Cry Baby. There's just a wonderful groove to that one, isn't there? I was trying to think of what it reminded me of. It was a bit princey. Yeah, definitely. Who, which I'm not a massive fan of Prince, to be honest. I don't know if I've already said that on the podcast. It's quite a revelation. Some people think that if you're a fan of music, you have to be a fan of Prince. Uh, but it's never really done it for me. Not that I would say I dislike his music. You? He's always just been... The music's been there. I've never loved any of his music mm. but i've never hated any of it either i love lizzo's vocal in this one i think she really gets to get to grips with a track and kind of weave her vocal around the song she's got a massive range in her voice yeah absolutely on production and co-writing on this one one of the co-producers of juice is nate mercuro and nate i hope i'm saying your name correctly uh who has previously worked with sean mendes oh i Hate to correct you, Dan, but did you mean Crybaby? What did I say? Juice. No, I said he also worked on Juice. Sorry. You... No, I'm not waiting for you to trip up or anything. Well, it looks like you are. Quite, um, quite not, conniving character, actually. It did look quite glorious for a moment there. Got your little notebook out of your pocket, your yeah. top pocket, like a little inspector. Unfortunately, not, the, not your inspector. No. Right, track number seven. Um, and this is, uh, there's a great guest on here. We'll talk about them after. This is track seven, Tempo. I'm a thick bitch, I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Slow songs in the skinny house. Fuck it up to the tempo. Fuck it up, fuck it up, boyfriend watching, oh, now you wanna knuckle up, get on this ride, baby, you gon' have to buckle up, thick thighs, safe flies, call me little buttercup, all means necessary, my ass is not an accessory, Dan, would it surprise you if I said I really like that song? Yes, it would, actually. Yeah, I really like that song. I thought we might be talking about the album artwork. No, not at all. Missy Elliott is there. Melissa Arnette Elliott. Um, and Dan, what's your favourite Missy Elliott song? I think I would have to go with Get Into The Groove Remix with Madonna from the Gap advert. How about you? Uh, get your freak on. Yeah, that's a good one. Or I want you back with Melanie B. Ah, first ever solo spy single. Mm. Number one as well. Let's have a bit of uh, Missy Elliott, shall we? Which one? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Okay. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's your primitive is when yet. It's your primitive is when yet. If you got a big. Let me search it. If I know how hard I gotta work, yeah. It's your primitive is when 
Oh, I really love all like all. Oh, not too keen on that one. What a treat that one was. Um, but to be honest, you could put anything, most things by her in there, and it'd be great to hear. Work it. Did you say work it? Work it. Yeah. Or get your freak on. Yeah. Work it with the whole reverse thing is very clever. I, I saw on Twitter the other day she quoted someone who had only just found out that that's the line reversed and it, she's kind of still blown away that people are still finding that out. Good well, that's great. You've got a song that's kind of just continuing to give life to people. And it's funny what people think she was saying before they knew it was that reverse. People just think she was just saying... It's your missing missing right now or something like that. (laughs) And listeners, if you replay that in reverse, I'm actually making sense. It actually says, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That is such a mix of different kind of sounds and styles. And there are a lot of people involved in that as well. Yes. We've got Eric Eric Frederick, who is Ricky Reed, uh, credited co-writer, along with Antonio Kuna. Tobias Wincorn, Terran Thomas, Dan Farber, um, and also a sample of from Nescafe by Raymond Scott. The coffee. Raymond Scott. Other coffee is available. Mm. And lyrically. Lyrically. Again, she is out and proud being herself and celebrating that. Uh, I'd love to just quote this part of the track. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pat pat. Look at my ass, it's fitty fitty fat. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty kitty cat. Pour me a glass, boy. I like my water wet, etc., etc., etc. And this was another buzz track. Uh, the second buzz track to be released prior to the album's release. It was released in March. The album came out in July 2019. Uh, just a, or just beyond a year ago now. So track number eight next. Exactly how I feel. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Oh. That's exactly how I feel. Oh. That's exactly. Kettle's just going off in the background there of that song. <laughs> Very good. And she's on a camping trip. <laughs> uh, or perhaps it's her flute. She does play the flute, doesn't she, Lizelle? Again, we've got a different style there. Feels very Motown for me. Motown, yeah, I find it quite funky as well. There's an amazing, amazing bass line that kind of breaks down about two thirds into the song. And she's not alone on this song, is she? No, she's featuring Gucci Mane. Um, and that's Radrick Delantic Davis, known as Gucci Mane. He is a hip hop, trip music rapper. Trip or trap? Trap music rapper. Trip trap. Trapdoor. Remember Trapdoor? Yes. Uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. Is that how they talk there? But I love, again, with this one, the songs are all coming in around the three-minute mark. Lizzo is desperate to join Eurovision. I do you know what? I'd love to see her on stage. So let's move on to track number nine now. And this is Better in Colour. Six, six, piston, Do 
just that again that's such a short song two minutes 20 or thereabouts but it doesn't feel like a little sort of ditty because you get so much into it i think in the lyrics there's that fantastic electric guitar at the end there's some uh, amazing backing vocals in it as well a great beat throughout it it's a little bit more kind of hip-hop r&b this time yes with that lovely little drum yes sorry awful again i wish we knew what it was called (laughs) there must be some sort of course you can go on these days Uh, music degree should we do one of those music music college music performing arts school brit school brit school we could oh what was that one that gary barlow did um britannia high perhaps we can do that (laughs) do you remember britannia high i never saw it but i remember it being a thing because it came out at the same time as summer heights high which of course we referenced a few weeks ago on the donkey boy episode and so i remember saying to people oh have you seen summer heights high it's amazing and they thought i was talking about britannia high I tell you what, there are actually some a few good songs um, because the cast recorded music. And I'd love to play you a little clip now yeah. of one of the tracks that I really love. Sorry, Lizzo fans. a little bit of So High from the Britannia High soundtrack. I don't care what they say, Dan. I really like that song. No, it was a great song. Again, I'd never even seen a second of this Britannia High thing. Interestingly, um, Gary Barlow and Mark Owen and also the likes of Karen Paul uh, and many, many other known songwriters from, from the UK and beyond were involved in writing the original soundtrack. So it was all no covers. Yeah. Unlike Glee, which I know they were keen to do something like yeah anyway should we go back to talking about lizzo uh, lizzo uh, <laughs> but yeah better in color great song yeah really good i don't think we've had a duff one yet no we haven't talked about the album artwork and i can't wait for you to talk about this album artwork will so track number 10 heaven help me Say whoa, baby, I'm a classic. Say whoa, sign like a Hitchcock. Say whoa, got you going psycho. Oh no, don't you get your shit right? Say whoa, catch up with the TikTok. It sounds like Lizzo's playing her flute again at the end of that one. What a lovely end to that song. Mm. I just love that no matter what else is going on in any of the tracks, she's just giving her her all. Yeah. There's no. Sometimes you get to some album tracks just in general, and it almost feels like a will this do? Yeah, filler. Yeah. And this, Lord knows we've talked our way through some some of those tracks in the past. God awful filler song. Um, and I remember saying a while ago about albums that came out around the early 2000s, I think, things like Westlife and Five, and they'd have 18 songs on the album and just so much of it would be filler. This is all killer. And this song, that amazing piano at the start, almost makes you think it's going to go into a sort of a Manchester-inspired dance thing. 
Then it comes in with this almost sort of trap-like beat, which is not something that we'd often talk about on the podcast. In fact, that's the first time I think I've heard you say trap-like beat. Yes, I think it's the first time I've ever said it in my life, actually. Again, the angsty vocal. And then again, that wonderful, delicate ending. It's fantastic. And Um, this is the penultimate track on the standard version of the album as well. Uh, and this was Ex Ambassadors uh, on the produce uh, and the co-write again for this one. So from Heaven Help Me to track 11, uh, which is Lingerie. I thought it was Linguini. I don't got no secrets, you don't know. These panties are see-through, I'm exposed, yeah. Trust you with my body. So that was uh, Lingery, which was the last track on the album. What a great time to talk about the artwork. I don't, it's not that I dislike this track, but... Um, we've reached the almost reached the end. We've got a few more things to come, mm. but we've kind of overstuffed the end with some goodies. Um, so, what a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork! And it really is. Yep, and it's, it's already iconic. I think it is. And Lizzo is naked. There's no, no two ways about it. Not even any lingerie. No. Um, and do you know what? Just getting serious for a minute. I think it's fantastic brave bold thing for her to do um and just brilliant masterstroke to do that yeah i completely agree there's no i would i would imagine because of the message behind this image i would imagine there's very limited a very minimal uh photoshopping on here and mm. you know you can see uh the lines that everyone has that so many women and men have and she's just celebrating herself in her own body and that's defeat the point to photoshop it wouldn't it yeah really? um but you know she looks great she really does look great no text no font so font watches uh having a week off this week they um, deserve it, it oh, it's been working really hard for us no but this is it's already iconic you're right um and i just think it's a very brave really great thing to do the track yeah um, are, are you a fan of lingerie I'm not a fan of lingerie either. So another reason why it's a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. It certainly is. It slows the album down, doesn't it, to a close. There's a very sudden actual stop on the track, which I don't know if that's a bit we'll get to hear, but it's um, it's a great it's a great end. <clears throat> but I just like how her voice has become this very smoky thing, uh, and which is being delivered over a very sultry, quite sexy little number. We this is the end of the album proper, but we're doing something a little bit naughty, actually, Dan. Well, we're, we're bending the rules, our own r- strict rules that we set for ourselves, and we're almost building our own album because there are two tracks from around this album um, that aren't technically further listening because they're definitely part of this whole thing, but and they are on the deluxe version of the album. But we aren't going to go there. But we do want to talk about, I guess, first of all, boys. Yep, we always want to talk about boys. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about it, and we're going to play a bit of it as well. Boys speaking Spanish, I hit my beer. Baby, I don't need you. I 
there she certainly rattles through them in that song yes uh, yeah with that part where she lists all the boys that she likes she's open to anything isn't she uh, i think it's very affectionate towards men and boys yeah and for me this was actually the first song i heard oh, okay of hers that because i love the i think um attitude packed it was referred to by one reviewer. Actually, it was the official charts company. It was Justin Myers said it was Attitude Pack. Justin Myers, who's also better known as the Guy Liner, author, published author now. Yes. He writes the hilarious uh, Guardian uh, blind love- date write-ups at yes. the weekend. Really good. It makes me think of, production-wise, it's kind of a little bit Timberland and a little bit Neptunes as well. Uh, and she's a bit Missy Elliott. And yeah, that's the other thing, the actually, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a great, fun, funky little number um, with quite, I think with this, throughout the album, there's been some fantastic musicianship. With this one, it kind of lets the lyrics and the message do the talking while the music's just kind of in the background. And uh, Ricky Reed was produced on that. Ricky! <laughs> Not Sid Owen. <laughs> and then finally, we also wanted to squeeze in because it was actually on the um, Coconut Oil EP from 2016 and on the deluxe version of this album. And but I think, just to be super pedantic, I think this was on the super deluxe version. Oh, okay. So super co- pedantic and super deluxe yeah. <laughs> editions. Uh, this is an iconic so- song, and I think we couldn't not talk about Lizzo and not mention this song. So here is Good As Hell. I do my hair talk. That song is good as hell, if not better. Whenever I hear this song come on, whether I'm like around at a friend's or out in a pubs and clubs, well, pubs, not clubs, people just start singing along to it and do like the actions around hair toss, check my nails, yeah. etc. It's become a big song of this kind of period of the late 20 teens. Where are we now? Yeah. And oh, when are 20 we? Noughties. Wherever we are. Wherever we are. Big. Oh, we're in the 2020s. The 2020s. But she, this came out. Just quite well, this year. was originally released in 2016 and then re-released in 2019, which is why it's found its way onto the super deluxe version of this album. Not the super pedantic version. No. <laughs> That's your version. <laughs> and you're sticking to it. Um, and again, Ricky Reed uh, was involved on uh, co-writing and, and produced on it. Two minutes 40, two minutes 39 to be exact. Loves a bite-sized banger. Punchy number. I love it. Love it. It's so good. It's so anthemic. Got fantastic, again, musicianship because it's so different to like the Missy Elliott feature track that we heard earlier. 
um, even to the first song, Cause I Love You. It's just so poppy, like classic pop, this one. But also her vocal, particularly at the end where she kind of holds that note and then just lifts it. I'm in awe of that part of the song. Lifts, there are the arms going up. So that is, well, we finished the album a couple of songs ago. This was just, I don't know. We couldn't just, not talk about these. We couldn't not talk about these. And if that's an excuse we're now using, then the floodgates have opened. Yeah. We have to change the name of the podcast soon. But there is still some further listening. We have still got that as well. And um, what are the rules for further listening this time around, Dan? Well, I think we said that kind of we're going to leave the floodgates open, but I think we're both in agreement that it's this era of Lizzo that we kind of know most about. And we're quite lucky because there are lots of remixes and B-sides and things like that as well. Um, so, Will, over to you first. So, I've gone for a Lizzo, sorry, Lizzo cover. I've gone for Lizzo Mazimba doing a cover <laughs> of Staying Alive. Isn't it? Yeah. I love how sudden the ending is as well. Um, in terms of cover versions of Staying Alive, Dan, we were both reminiscing about Entrance's cover. That fantastic cover as well. Featuring Ricardo de Force. Oh, is that who it is? Doing yeah. the... Get roll with the fever on the dance floor. So two very different cover versions. One kind of going for a more uh, a dance, dancey approach. Lizzo's, I think, becomes a little bit more... How would you describe that, actually? I was going to say a bit funkier, but it's already a big disco funk number itself. Well, it's even more disco with a sort of R&B twin, twinge to yeah. it. Yeah, it does sound quite contemporary. I think it does sound like she could have written it and record. she makes it sound very 2019, which is when it came out. She really made it her own. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Louis Walsh. Dan, what have you gone for? So, mentioned before about remixes, and there are an abundance of them, but there's one which I think takes a fantastic disco fuse song and makes it even funkier so this is the break bot remix of I'm just going to say this before you say it. It sounds like Nile Rogers was joining Lizzo there. So interestingly, I wasn't thinking that, but now you've said it, of course it does sound like that. Um, it's just like you said at the start, it's even funkier than the original, which was already very funky. And this is the Breakbot remix. So Breakbot is Thibaut Jean-Marie Michel Berland, who's a French producer and DJ. And he has done some fantastic remixes for people, including Metronomy, Roiksop, uh, Justice, Sneaky Sound System, and Parcels, who I'd love to talk about Parcels. Parcels, yeah. And they're all track-by-track favourites, as uh, in we like all of those acts. Yeah. 
So because he's French, I think it's definitely got that distinct French disco feel of things like Daft Punk and things like that. We're out of time. We are, and what a fun romp through Lizzo's Cause I Love You. I'm looking forward to seeing what, she got, what she's got next for us. And if you did come here today thinking you were going to hear us talking about Slade's Cause I Love You, apologies. So we'd love to hear from other Lizzo fans. Let us know what you think. At Track by Track UK, hashtag Track by Track. And if you have enjoyed the episode and would like to leave us a rating and a review, please head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can do that. And we'd love to know, actually, what would you recommend that we listen to next from Lizzo? Which albums or tracks should we go back to uh, if we love this one so much? That's a good point because we have come to this as not experts, but just very much fans and enjoying the music, which we have today. I think we're fangirling more than ever, actually. Uh, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next? Yes, absolutely. So from an artist who celebrates her size to an album featuring a track that does so um, by a male singer whose very colourful, cartoon-like debut album uh, is packed full of hit singles. You've said too much. Oh, God, I thought that was really cryptic. No. So until next time, I've been the cast and crew of Britannia High. And I've been... Missy Elliott. Goodbye. Don't have me in there too long, will ya? Shop will go down, Pam, won't it? (laughs)